Welcome to the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. Have you ever wondered how people succeed in real estate and what steps they took to get there? If so, this podcast is for you. Your hosts, Sayla and Eileen Prack, interview top experts in the real estate community to share with you their real estate journey and how they achieved massive success. Our goal is to provide you with valuable real estate resources and to help you apply it to your own real estate goals. Welcome everyone to today's episode of the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Eileen Prack. And today our guest is Mark Podolsky. He's known as a land geek and is widely considered to be the country's most trusted and foremost authority on buying and selling raw, undeveloped land. And today, Mark will share his journey into the world of buying, selling, and leasing raw land as an investment. He has actively invested in real estate and raw land for almost 20 years and has completed over 5,000 unique transactions in that time. So welcome to the show, Mark. How are you doing today? Eileen Prack, pulse is normal, respiration's fine. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, thank you so much, Mark. I know this is going to be a great interview just by that warm welcome. <laughs> Look, I, no worries. No worries. So Mark, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your background, you know, and, and how did you get started in land? Okay. So Eileen, let's rewind the tape. 21 years now. So it's 2000. I have a 45 minute commute to work and back, micromanaged. I'm a miserable overworked, stressed out investment banker, specializing in mergers and acquisitions with private equity groups. And Eileen, it got so bad for me. I wouldn't get the Sunday blues anticipating Monday coming around. I'd get the Friday blues anticipating the weekend going by really fast and having to be back at work on Monday. So my firm hires this guy and he's telling me as a side hustle, he's buying up raw land, pennies on the dollar. He's flipping them online and he's making a 300% return on his investment. Well, I'm looking at companies all day long. And a great company, great company has 15% EBITDA margins or free cash flow. Your average company is 10%. And I'm looking at companies all day long, less than 10%. So of course, I don't believe him. So I've got three grand saved up for car repairs. I go to New Mexico with him. And I do exactly what he tells me to do. I buy up 10 half acre parcels and average price of $300 each. And I flip them online and they all sell for an average price of $1,200 each, 300%. It worked. So I took all that money. I went to another auction in Arizona where I live. And again, this is 2000. There's no one in the room. And I'm buying up lots and acreage for like nothing. And over the next six months, I sold all that land and I made over $90,000 cash. So I go to my wife and she's pregnant at the time. I say, honey, I'm going to quit my job, become a full-time land investor. And she's like, absolutely not. <laughs> so I said, okay, okay. So it took me about 18 months for the land investing income to exceed the investment banking income. And then I quit. I've been doing it full-time ever since. And now I'm over 6,000 transactions. So I absolutely love it. Well, so I'd love to hear a little bit more about how that conversation went down with your wife on like you know, what the timing frame was and how did you end up convincing her at the end? Well, you know, at that point, at the end, I said, look, the numbers are compelling. I'm doing better and I'm happier over here than I am at this job. And worst case, I'll get another job. So she's like, fine. Yeah, no, that's great. Being able to at least have both you and your wife on the same page and being able to support each other makes things a lot more smoother. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So if we go back to how you first started purchasing the 
lands. Where were you looking for it? And like, what are some of the resources that you are able to use? And if you can share a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. I think if you want, I'm going to walk you exactly through the model, step by step. All right. And we'll use the case study. Yeah, so okay, yes. <laughs> you'll be my seller. So where do you live? I live in California, down in Orange County. Okay, so you're in Orange County. I'm going to assume that you own 10 acres of raw land where I live in Arizona. But you and your husband owe $200 in back taxes on this 10 acre parcel. So essentially, you guys are advertising two important things to me. Number one, you have no emotional attachment to the raw land. You're in California, the property's in Arizona. And number two, you're distressed financially in some weird way because you haven't paid your property taxes. And we don't pay for things, we don't value them in the same way. So all I'm gonna do is look at the comparable sales on your 10 acre parcel. For the last 12 to 18 months, I'm going to take the lowest comparable sale. I'm going to divide by four. And that's going to get me what Warren Buffett would call a 300% margin of safety. So I'm going to send you an actual offer on your 10 acres. So let's assume the lowest comp is 10 grand. I'm going to send you a $2,500 offer. Now you accept it because for you, $2,500 is better than nothing because the county treasurer is sending you you know, monthly notices saying, hey, Eileen, you don't pay your taxes. We're going to auction this property off to a tax lien or a tax deed investor. So you accept it. Now look, in reality, three to 5% of people accept my quote unquote top dollar deal. Now, after you accept it, I've got to go through due diligence or in-depth research. I have to confirm you still own the property. I have to confirm back taxes are only $200. I have to make sure there's been no breaks in the chain of title. There's no liens or encumbrances. So I have this whole big property report that I have my team in the Philippines take care of for me. They get the plat maps, the GIS maps, the aerial maps, everything that a new buyer is going to want to know, they're getting for me. So I'm doing my marketing and my due diligence at the exact same time. I pay $11 to my team in the Philippines. Now, that being said, that's because I'm spending $200 or investing $2,500. Now, if I was investing $5,000 or more, I would close traditionally through a title company. But in our example, it's only 2,500. So I have my team do it. Everything checks out. I'm going to sell that 10 acre parcel now, 30 days or less. I'm going to make a cash flow like a rental home. So, Eileen, I have a built in Best Buyer. Do you know who it is? No. It's the neighbors. The neighbors. <laughs> so I'm going to send out neighbor letters saying, hey, here's your opportunity. Protect your views, protect your privacy, know your neighbor. Now, oftentimes the neighbors will buy it. Now, if they pass, I'll go to my buyer's list. My buyer's list passes a little website you may have never heard of called Craigslist. It's the 10th most trafficked website in the United States. I'll go to an even smaller one. I'm pretty sure you've heard of this one. It's called Facebook. I'll go to the marketplace and the buy-sell groups. And then I'll go to the lands. So I'll go to landmoto.com, landandfarm.com, landsofamerica.com, landflip.com, landhub.com. These are platforms where people buy and sell raw land every day. But the way that I'm going to sell it is I'm going to make it irresistible to that new buyer. So all I'm going to ask for is a $2,500 down payment to actually control that 10-acre parcel. And then I'm going to make a car payment. Let's say $449 a month at 9% interest over the next 84 months. So I'm going to get my money out right away, or it might go six to 10 months out. And then I'm going to get $449 a month, 9% interest over the next 84 months, Eileen, no renters, no rehabs, no renovations. 
no rodents. And because I'm not dealing with a tenant, I'm exempt from Dodd-Frank, RESPA, and the SAFE Act, all this onerous real estate legislation. So the game we play is can we create enough of these land nodes where our passive income exceeds our fixed expenses? And now we're working because we want to, not because we have to. So Mark, as you talked and you had contacted me as the seller, you know, how, how are you finding me? So how am I finding you? So it's public information. So I'm getting a list from the county treasurer or the county assessor. Got it. Okay. And then, so then as you're looking for that list there, you know, do you have some certain particular criteria that you look for when purchasing a property or a land? No, actually my criteria at that point is I want it 25 cents on the dollar. Now, once I get your accepted offer, then I'll start doing my due diligence and I get I might get a little pickier. At this point in time, I've done so many deals. My threshold now is ridiculous. As long as there's not an environmental issue. So and then you can go to epa.gov to make sure there's no environmental issues. You don't want to buy in a super fun site. That's what I want to do. And once you get that list, you're just gonna sort it by use codes like VL for vacant land. We'll get rid of all the commercial, residential, agricultural properties out there. Got it. So the process itself seems pretty straightforward and it seems pretty doable to follow in something that you're doing right now. So what are some of the challenges that you face, you know, as you're buying and selling land? Right. So it's a simple model, but it ain't easy. So there's lots of moving parts. You know, the first challenge is you got to get a list. Then you got to scrub the list. Then you got to price the list. Then you got to do the mailing. Now, the mailing, we use software. So I have a program called lgpass.com that automates it. But then once that goes out, we've got to deal with the sellers. So I can't tell you, Eileen, how difficult it is day in and day out to hear the same story about how they bought the land, what they were going to do with it. So that piece we outsource to an intake manager that handles those sales calls. So 90% of this business is automated with software and delegated out with inexpensive virtual assistants. So really, the big challenge is building that machine and having the self-discipline to get yourself out of the business because the last thing we want is to build ourselves another job. So we want to solve our money problems, sure, but we also want to solve our time problems. And we want to be able to work when we want, where we want, and with whom we want. And so being cognizant of that is super challenging. And it's not like flipping a switch. So that's extremely, extremely difficult if you're not used to it. We love hosting this show. When we started this podcast, we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves. Now, we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post-production for us, because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about, serving you, our listener, at a higher level, and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both, and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. Yeah, especially like, you know, in the job, in the current environment that you had in your W-2 job, that was a very high stress environment. And you didn't want to go and create another high stress environment job for yourself when transitioning over into real estate. No, 100%. I was so dumb. I didn't even know I was building another job for myself. It wasn't until I had a mentor. And he looked at me. He's like, don't call yourself an entrepreneur. He's like, you're insulting me. He's like, if you die, what happens to your business? 
I'm like, oh yeah. He's like, yeah, you're doing everything. It's that, and so once I had that conversation, like the light bulb went on. I like, oh, I had, I was a control freak. I'm still a control freak, but I'm, I'm learning to let go of those things. So can you share a little bit about that transition as you're going from the W-2 and then into creating the financial freedom for yourself and being able to create that passive income? Sure. So in the beginning, it was great because it was a better job than I already had. And I was doing very, very well. And then I started to realize as I got more mentorship, oh, this is now a job. I need to make this a business. I think the challenge in the beginning, it's just different skill set. It's being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Hiring somebody in the Philippines and learning to trust them or creating a system or creating a process when you've never done it, it's not easy. You got to get your reps in on all these different things. And then thinking like a CEO, if you've only been thinking like an employee, and now all of a sudden you got to think like a CEO, that's extremely difficult transition. So I think overall, getting comfortable constantly being uncomfortable is the biggest challenge. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. And so then for you, as you're building your passive income within the land environment, what are some of the things can you share that you've kind of seen and like experienced over time that maybe you could share with people who might be just starting out and looking to get into land? So it's a wonderful feeling when that stripe or hits your account and you woke up in the morning like, oh, I just got paid on a note. I think that I've got so many clients now that starts off as weekend money and then it moves into grocery money and then it moves into car payment money. And then it moves into mortgage money. And then all of a sudden you wake up. I just got a a call from Roberto Chavez last week. who's a full-time attorney. Put his two weeks notice in. He's making more money in his land investing business than it is a full-time job as an attorney. So really it's exciting. Once you get over, let's say 10,000, 20,000 a month in passive income, the world, this becomes very different. And now you're moving up Maslow's hierarchy of needs in a self-actualization. What do you really want to do in your life? So then as you're building up your business here, are you primarily purchasing all the land on your own or are you working with other people as well? So we do both. I have investors. I also buy from my own account as well. Most people, I would say, when they first start out, they're doing it for themselves. If they don't have capital, we recommend raising debt. Go to your friends, go to family. If you're making 300 to 1,000% on average, it's irrelevant what you borrow at. So you've got friends who got 0% in the bank, do them a favor, give them 10%, give them 12%, pay them off quarterly, help them out. And then you're not capital constrained. And so for you, you know, you had somebody who had one of your friends had come and helped you kind of get started and get your feet wet with the land. For somebody who might not have that resource and somebody who might be experienced in this area, can you share like maybe a a couple of steps that they can start taking first to get a move on in the right direction? Yeah, absolutely. I think that the best way to learn anything is to do it. So we have a $97 course that you can go to thelandgeek.com forward slash quick flips. I'd love to offer it to your listeners for free. And that way they can get their feet wet and see if this model resonates with them. Thank you so much for that. I think that they would really appreciate that if that's something that they're interested in. Yeah, absolutely. And so for you, Mark, are you primarily looking in like, what kind of markets are you looking at right now? Well, Eileen, let's wake, let's, let's just be realistic here, right? Nobody wakes up, thinks themselves, boy, I'd like some raw land in Iowa today, unless you live in Iowa. So we're focused on the sunshine states, Arizona, Nevada, Colorado, New Mexico, Texas, California, Washington, Oregon, Florida. Now, I've done some deals in the Midwest. I've got some deals in Tennessee going, Arkansas. You know, these are treed lots. It's beautiful. 
But for the most part, we want to focus on the Southwest, a little bit in the Northwest and Florida. And Mark, what are you looking to do next? And what is your next focus? So right now, I believe in Kaizen, this Japanese term of continuous improvement. So I'm always trying to continuously improve my systems, our strategy, look at ancillary revenue opportunities within land. For me personally, that creative side. So I wrote a book called Dirt Rich, kind of talks about my story and, and the land investing model. So now I'm writing my second book, Dirt Rich 2, The Next Plot. So I talked about <laughs> scaling your land business and, and how to scale it. Oh, that's a wonderful title. Thank you. Oh, that's amazing. Um, I, I really like that. So we're going to have to check that one out. <laughs> And so, Mark, for you, how has real estate investing impacted your life so far? Well, it's amazing. So for me to work when I want, where I want, with whom I want, it's given me total freedom. And with that total freedom, it allows me to deepen all my most important relationships. So I can spend as much time with my family as I want. I take all of July off. I don't work Mondays or Fridays. I Those are my what I call my terminal days. So I spend those days pretending like this is my last day on earth. I don't know what my last day is. I just work out, I read, I meditate, I hike or bike. I have lunch with a buddy. My kids are older, but when the kids get home, maybe I'll cook or we'll go out. And so to have that time and to have time affluence for me has made the biggest impact in my life. And I kind of wanted to ask you a really quick question going back really quick. One of the things that you had mentioned was you're a control freak and you wanted to keep everything to yourself. But then like, how did you overcome that mindset shift and having other people help you with other tasks in order for you to focus your energy on other things? I had a mentor that I was accountable to. So I did it kicking and screaming the entire time. I did not do it joyfully at all. But he kind of grabbed me by the scruff of the neck and said, you have to do this. Oh, yeah. Really like having someone there to hold you accountable and be able to really push you in that direction. Yeah, absolutely. And what is one thing that you know now about real estate that you wish you knew when you first started? I wish what I knew when I first started that you can make it a business and not a job for sure. I also wish I had humility when I first started. I, because from 2000 to 2006, any dumb monkey could have made money in real estate. And I was that dumb monkey. So it wasn't until the Great Recession hit in 2008, it forced me to really start thinking like a business owner and taking it more seriously. So then how do you prepare yourself for something like in the future or something might happen like another downturn? I use a system called Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. So it really helps control your cash flow. It has you save and you just keep saving your profit, you're reinvesting, and you just know that when the sun's shining, make hay, but it's not always going to shine and be prepared for that. Luckily, land is the long tail of real estate. So my personal business, we didn't get hit hard till like 2010. So 2008, 2009 weren't so bad for me, but I still wasn't saving the way I should have been. And so we'll see residential commercial get hit first, and then we'll start adjusting and adjusting our prices as asset prices begin to lower. And what is one thing that sets the successful people apart in the real estate investing business? One word? Grit. One thing. Grit? That's grit. That's it. Yeah. If you can get knocked down and get back up, that's it. You got it. And what tools or techniques have you used to improve the efficiency of your life or your business? So I'm super geeky and my favorite word is automation. So my favorite app is zapier.com. I'm in there like every day. I'll spend any amount of money to save myself any amount of time because I can always make more money. I can't get more time. So anything I can automate or delegate, I do. I love Airtable. We have programs called lgpass.com and 
geekpay.io that automate the business. So that's really where I, I kind of spend the majority of my geeky time. And then just constantly looking for new tools. I mean, it's the best time ever to be an entrepreneur. We've got access to global talent, inexpensive global talent. We've access to all these incredible software and systems and computers are getting cheaper and faster and better. It's amazing. Yeah. And all from the comfort of your own home. And all from the comfort of our own home. So thank you so much, Mark, for coming on and sharing your story and your experience in the land investing. I really appreciate that. Eileen, thank you so much. And so Mark, before you head off, can you share what's the best place that our listeners can find you if they wanted to learn more about you and what you do? Yeah, I think the best place to go is just thelandgeek.com and start there. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mark. Thanks, Eileen. And thank you for listening to our podcast today, brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate. We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to bonifestcapital.com and fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.